Hey guys, uh, it's Andrew here, and I'm here with Marcus of a Dropshipping Entrepreneur, Shopify Dropshipping Entrepreneurs. And this guy is awesome. Now I've, you know, I've I've met some some guys who can do who talk a game, but this guy really actually puts the money to where his mouth is. And uh, you know, Marcus has been doing this stuff for about a year and a half or so. And he's at revenues of almost 500K US, uh, but he's got other stores. So roughly about a million dollars in revenue, which is quite amazing. Um, you know, he is a, a master uh, drop shipper, a, a Facebook ads guy, um, you know, ninja all around kind of person. I mean, he's just like, and he just gives a ton, a ton of information and value to his group. If you're not part of his Facebook group, you got to join. Um, he's just overall, I mean, just amazing, amazing character. Uh, you know, he was just over in um, Portugal for a little vacation there, R&R, I guess, for yes. things. And uh, yeah, and so Marcus, dude, tell me what I missed. <laughs> so yeah, okay. so basically I've been doing e-commerce since I was around 10 years old, partly with my dad, and then I started my own company. One and a half year ago, as you talked about, jumped into drop shipping and started off with a Nordic Danish store, basically, which is now over 500K. Together with my other stores, it's over a million dollars in revenue. And yes, uh, since that, I've been jumping into digital marketing, investing in some different projects, and really also been growing my digital marketing agency to help other people and help other companies, especially both drop shippers in general but also really like physical stores and local stores and where, like um, stores where they have stock as well to really grow their business into through social media, right? Um, and it's just super powerful the way that you can really go ahead and change a business and really grow them exponentially with digital marketing. And it's all about the way that you go ahead and target your products and the brand story. So that's what I've really been working on both with my own stores and of course with the, the clients that I'm working with. And especially right. you also talked about the Facebook group really has a lot of great knowledge, both about targeting and marketing and drop shipping and everything like that. Yeah. I mean, that, that group has grown. Like, I, I mean, I, I think it's, it's going crazy. I mean, you've got like now 5,000, close to 5,000 members yeah, on that. Page. 5k today actually. And, and it's been growing like, uh, two, three thousand just the last couple of months. So it's going yeah. super fast at the moment. That, that's that's amazing. Yeah. So so to, I think what you know what we were talking about earlier was that we were going to go over some problems that people have. I think when when you know in in this space of like you've got a product, you want to try and grow your 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 brand, your products. You know how do you do that with Facebook ads, right? I mean, there's a lot of factors in that stuff, right? And so we're not going to go over like everything about Facebook ads, but what we, what we decided that, you know, what, what is a key thing I think that people really want to know is like, you know, the psychology aspects of like interest targeting, you know, on Facebook and, yes. and the reasons why you choose this kind of stuff. Cause I think, you know, obviously you have the avatar kind of thing, but then you've got to figure out how am I going to reach those people? Like what, what is that type of thing? And then, you know, since you've got grown your, your business so greatly, uh, I think it's, you know, I think you'll really help our users and everybody else, you know, kind of understand that psychology behind that and how you came up with this and how you, you do this for you on a daily and consistent basis. Yes. So definitely with the specific Facebook AdWords or Facebook um, ads is the, one of the biggest platforms in the world, uh, especially traffic wise. Facebook is like goes at least 50 to 60% off the traffic that comes to my store. And I really like Facebook because there's, 
such a deep backend that you can go ahead and target with different interests. But of course, when people come on to their ads, if, if they're just starting out, when you've been doing Facebook ads, it's super easy to go ahead and know which interest to target. But if you come on to ads, uh, Facebook ads the first time and you're going to target, it can be really hard to know how to do it. And especially the different interests because, well, there are so many different ones that you can choose between. But that's uh, where it's super great to set up personas or try to figure out what type of audience do I need to sell this product to like what do they like what are they interested in that's the whole idea not like just dogs or something like that but a great thing to go ahead let's say you wanted to sell a dog collar for example right a led dog collar you have a dog niche store and a great thing to go ahead and do psychological wise is um if this particular at the personas of the uh of the targeting right right yeah and target on facebook ads it's super interesting super important to put yourself in the place of the customer, right? So right. if you're having a niche, a dog niche store, and you want to sell a dog color, um, there's some different aspects you can go ahead and do. But if they're already interested in buying dog products, right? They're super engaged, of course. Um, a lot of people who have dogs, pets, is like a, another family member. So going ahead and targeting similar brands works super well. So you have to put it like this. If that specific person comes onto Facebook and goes onto their favorite brands and like that page, that means that they're super engaged and they have a favor in that brand. So by targeting people who have liked brand dog pages on Facebook, that works really well because that means they are like another level of engaged with the dog community, right? For yeah. example, I, I love dogs on Facebook or like Petco or something like that. That works really well. Right. So, so, so when you're like going to build out this sort of avatar of that customer, are you looking like age, demographics, social, like, um, you know, things that they read, ha hobbies that they like, you know, what, what goes into your kind of like figuring out the avatar of that? And then we'll go back to kind of like figuring out the targeting kind of stuff. Cause I want to, I want to come back to that. Yes, so really one of the most powerful tools that you have in Facebook ads is the one called Audience Insight. So Audience Insight is basically a whole sort of like platform inside of Facebook ads where you can see similar interest magazines and demographics for all the different interests. So let's say that you jump onto Audience Insight, you write doc. You could then see um, the social status, the demographic group, uh, the sex, the magazines that they like to write, the pages on Facebook that they are most likely to like and stuff like that. And that is really taking the targeting to the next level. Because another thing is you go ahead and target interest that other people might not be targeting. And that will give you a lower CPM. They will give you lower cost per click. And in this way, of course, you will spike up your ROAS because it's really targeted because you're targeting magazines that other people might not be in, uh, targeting, but it's, it's more cost efficient because fewer people are bidding. It's the whole Facebook ads platform. It's basically a bidding platform. So how much do you want to pay for have this ad put on the newsfeed? So by targeting interest that other people might not be doing gives you 
uh, cheaper clicks and it actually gives you higher quality traffic. So audience insight, it's inside the ads manager, uh, it's really, really powerful. So I like to set up personas in that way because I can really find some, some really interesting and, and, and a bit uh, off uh, interest to go ahead and target and that has been working super well. Really? So, so when you're doing that audience insights, and I'm familiar with that, right? So mm -hmm. if you do say you're looking up Petco, just for example, right? Yeah. And then you'll see all the other sort of things that people might like are very, you know, sort of the affinity audiences and things like that, right? Yeah. That they have high affinities for this type of stuff. So if you're going to go and run an ad for this and you're doing that targeting, would you, and there were like, I don't know, 10 different options. Would you put all those interests in there or would you pick like two or three? Like, how do you group? How do you build those interests? Because I mean, it could be daunting, you know. Yes. So great question. So what I do is I try to keep the, uh, it's like, I call it levels of stacking, right? Because you can flex target. So it's super important to keep each stack of interest clean within what the interest is grouped as. For example, magazines for itself, Facebook pages for itself, or like um, brands for itself. So I like to stack interest when you choose several interests in one level, but you need to keep the algorithm clean and that will help with giving a lot better results. So there's a lot of different ways to do audience sizes. I like to keep it between 600 and 3 million. That's the audience sizes that has been working best for me. So the way that you go ahead and do that in the right section when you're doing the ads manager, you can see the audience size and then you can go ahead and sort of like put another level of flex targeting to mm. increase the audience size and then find that sweet spot that you want to test with. Um, so, yeah. so, 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 if you're, so if you're doing this like flex target, so, so you would say you would start off with say brand. So if you say you went, let's, let's just keep it in the dog space, right? Yes. So you say you did uh, Petco, and PetSmart and Dog XYZ as the brands. And then I have my pen just in kind of taking notes. Um, <laughs> so, and then the next level down might be people who uh, like, might like German Shepherds or, you know, things like that, or like, is that, and that's, that's, what, that's what works super well. So uh, okay. for example, I would start off with maybe just online shopping. That's one of the mm -hmm. biggest ones. Are showing the ad to people who have shown an interest prior to your ad okay. in buying online, right? But okay. yes, I would just choose. Then what I normally do, I start with online shopping. It's like a billion people, but it's just a decrease to people who are interested in buying online. Mm -hmm. Then I choose a very broad interest in what you're trying to sell to. So just dogs. That's about three hundred mm -hmm. million people. Um, right. And then I go into the specific interest like brands or like exactly. breeds of dogs and stuff like that. And in this way, you're really decreasing this huge audience right. to like those specific people who are really engaged and right. really sort of like interested in buying products to their dogs, right? Right. Uh, and just a quick notice, um, let's say you're running a, a, a dog ad, right? For a dog collar or something like that. Right has been showing really great results is actually taking the specific dog breed and only targeting that and have several ads for each specific dog breed. Because if you see like an ad and you have a, a um, German Shepherd, right? And the ad is of a German Shepherd, you're instantly gonna feel connected with the ad because it's the same dog as you have. 
compared right. to if it was, I don't know, like a poodle or something like that, right? right? right. So that has been working super well. It's okay to have a generic dog to all breeds, but right. it's just funny to test with. Um, right. That was just a good note. So you could keep all the targeting the same if you're doing a breed. You might do so. Say you had a poodle, like all say Petco, Petco, pets are online shopper. Um, you know, uh, dog owner, and then it would be German Shepherd one at one set ad set, and then uh, poodle would be an ad set, and then X Y B ad set kind of. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And then you can see which type of audience that's working the best, and then you can move forward with that. Okay. Okay. And then you don't really worry so much about age demographic things like that you kind of let that fly and run and then it's just in the beginning i just like to um so if that's for the dog niche right i like to keep it above 20 years old because they just have more money to spend Mm, and stuff like that for and then just till 64 mostly or 65 plus sometimes but normally when i'm starting out testing just to test out i like to keep the demographic age group really broad because you can Mm. go ahead and break it down and see which age group that works the best for you and then I would make a separate ad set for that demographic group. Um, right. Same goes for if it's women or men's or the specific age group, right? right? But for example, if you're selling like an iPhone case or I don't know, like a pair of shorts for women, it's great to go um, a bit lower age-wise because maybe 16 years old because they're buying fashion as well. Mm. So it all depends on the product. So right. for dog products, right? Um, I would go with 20 plus because they just have more money to spend and you will get high quality traffic onto your store. Right. And how long do you think you take to figure out audiences? Like, I mean, when you're, when you're going to a new market, I mean, yes. what do you, what do you do to like even get that understanding that, that there might be a, a potential, you know, revenue in the, in this marketplace? You know what I mean? Like, like time-wise of testing. Or well, I mean, more, more than so, like, if you're going to sell, so, say you don't know, you, you know that there's a, a possibility of, like, it's going to be, say, say you're doing clothing, right, for mm-hmm. girls' fashion or something like that, but you're not really knowing exact leggings, just for example, right? Yeah. And you're not sure where that's all, or do you go to the affinity, or do you go to the, uh, the targeting, the um, audience insights to figure out, kind of, like, guessing what those those areas of interest might be or do you like how, how would you in terms of like let me let's, let me rephrase this how do you find a new you know uh uh product to go into like what's the oh the, like, the like how do my product research yeah product research and then yeah, so I have a, a, that's really one of the, the struggles for a lot of people especially if they do drop shipping that's really what products to choose and especially what needs to go into right I have a ton of different videos about that on my YouTube as well. But it's really what when people go into a specific niche, if they want to choose a niche for a store, I often recommend to go into something that they're passionate about. Because Mm -hmm. that's really, especially if you're coming into the e-commerce world, doing a niche that you're passionate about is super important because that's going to give you a drive and motivation to improve your store. And it's going to give you drive and motivation to really work on it. Of course, you could combine it with niches that actually works well, right? So if you have, if you could sort of like find several things that you're passionate about and maybe take the ones that really going to work well. Um, But the whole idea of finding a niche is finding an audience where people are super engaged about something that you can create a community about. Mm -hmm. Um, That could, for example, be cooking, right? Kitchen niche is a really phenomenal niche because mm-hmm. it's, it's like something that people can connect with each other about. On your right. Facebook 
page, on your Instagram page. Like you can really do great email marketing for it and ads and stuff like that because you can really build up an audience which is super passionate about making food or right. baking, like pastry and stuff like that. Right. Right. So right. Right. it's all about finding a, an audience or uh, like a target audience, a group of people who are super passionate about something like a hobby or right. a specific thing to do or something right. like that. That's why I also uh, recommend um, pet stores because people really love their pet. It's like an extra family member. So that's why they don't really care about buying a lot of products for them. That's the same with like kids stores because mm -hmm. moms like to buy products for their little baby, right? They yeah. don't care really anything about what it costs, of course, to somewhat extent, but they buy a lot of products for their babies. The same goes for their dogs or their cat, if it's a crazy cat lady, right? But the whole idea is basically finding an audience where you can create a community around it. Right, right. And I guess when you're doing this audience selection and you're coming, I mean, it's just a trial and error kind of stuff, I'm assuming, to figure out the right thing, right? I mean, it could, you could take... Yes. So what I like to do is jump onto Facebook and see the different fan pages that there are. Mm. Are people engaging with each other? Are they writing? How do they connect with each other? Um, mm. An example could be like for the kitchen niche, there are some really, really phenomenal different groups. I love cooking and there's some great targeting options. I, that's something I look for as well. How can I go ahead and target? I really sit down, take a piece of paper, really old school, but I like to do that. And then I write down which type of target audience, which personas, as we talked about before, can I make for this niche? Uh, what type of interest? I jump into audience insight, as we talked about. What type of pages, magazines? Are there really any extent of great targeting for this, right? And that's if there is, there is for the kitchen niche. That's why I brought it up. It's a really, I really like that niche, right? Um, I have had some products for it as well, some winning products for it. And you can make some, some great phenomenal video ads for it. So, of course, if you're interested in cooking or, or like baking or something like that, hey, win-win, right? Or something like that. Um, so I like to jump onto Facebook, do some research for the niche, if there are some winning products, how the community interacts with each other and stuff like that. Right, right, right. Yeah, so I guess that's just trial and error and figuring out where that niche is and that passion of, that, of, those, of those people are. And then you obviously have to have some sort of passion or some sort of insight into it, like going into something if you're, you know, a coal miner and then going into women's fashion, I mean, like, <laughs> it might be a little hard, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you, don't, you don't understand the market. I mean, not that you can't learn it, but... I know, but exactly. You can jump into women's fashion as well as a man if you like the targeting options because there's a great ton of influencers that you can use. So it's all about really what, one, gets you motivated and, two, what you really like about the niche and the type of targeting that you can make with it. Um, another thing to maybe look into is the saturation of the niche um, how many people are trying to do it? For example, the women's fashion niche, you really need to differentiate yourself from your competitors because there are so many different ones trying to sell women's fashion, for example, from AliExpress. So you really need to brand as well, even though there are great options for branding, um, it costs you more to get going with the women's fashion right. niche compared to like the kitchen niche. You can go out and find a winning product or a great product really fast and, and it's not really the same thing about like branding of the product as it is. 
in women's fashion, so, so, or fashion in general. So it's also about sort of like the, uh, the barriers uh, and stuff, stuff like that with the niches. Um, so there are a lot of different things that which goes into it. I have some videos about it, but uh, it's really, of course, what you're really passionate about and, and, and then what you can make some money in, right? So. Right, right. So in, in the sense of like where you are and how you've gotten to where you've been, uh, are most of them passion-based stores, I guess, things that you've had? One hundred percent. So a a thing that really got me going. I started off um, just doing some some iPhone cases, just the background when I started off. Um, just jumped some different products into my store. Didn't really uh, drop shipping wise. Tested out a ton of different things. And the thing that really hit that was actually fidget spinners. So we were one of the biggest suppliers of fidget spinners right the week before that that came out in Denmark. And then of course when that dropped down, everything just went into a failure because there was really not anything to sell because people didn't care jack shit about fidget spinners anymore. Right. You need to find something else. And that was the whole of like niche research. I went in and really tried to figure out, okay, why do I want my store to grow up right? right. But a, a really great niche, uh, just to drop some knowledge that has been working super well for me lately. Uh, and especially in the first quarter of the year um, that people can actually go ahead and make a store on now and prepare for uh, first quarter of 2019 is the fitness niche because that really sells like crazy after new year because people have that new year resolution and they're like hey i'm gonna be all healthy and stuff right. so it, it, it the the sales just absolutely go nuts especially on the first of january uh on my nordic store there i had a lot of different fitness products and like my sales uh, tripled uh, from the one day to another um, because the fitness niche is a great niche as well to jump into. Right. And it was something I was passionate about. So nice. I do fitness myself. So that's how that all connects together, right? Right, right. Yeah, so I guess that's that passion, finding that target audience to go in there, running ads. I mean, when you're doing this kind of stuff with the interest space stuff, do you do more of video ads or more uh uh, single image or carousel type ads and things like that that you find work fairly well. So it all depending really on the niche. For mm -hmm. like kitchen products, for example, it's really great to do video ads because then you can show the features of the product. Mm -hmm. um, so specific product video ads, there are a lot of platforms where you can actually use non-copyrighted videos um, which is great that you can go ahead and download for a specific products. Well, some of those like product research tools, they will give you a video as well. So I could um, say that it would be a great idea to sign up for that, not to um, use any videos that is copyrighted, right? So they will give you a video that you can use for it. Um, but yes, in the kitchen niche, for example, video ads works really well because you can show the feature of the product and the way the video ads works as well, you can make Google-like audiences based on the amount of view time. So that's super well, that's what I like to do as well with video ads, mm -hmm. because you can make a Google-like audience based on those people who have viewed 95% of your video. And those mm -hmm. are of course interested in the product, otherwise they wouldn't have watched the full video. So that's why I like video ads and they just perform well on Facebook because Facebook are moving into what it to be a video platform that's the same thing with the suggested videos um i think it was like a year ago or something that they implemented that if you watch a video on facebook you can keep scrolling for new videos so it like puts mm -hmm. you in this trap the same as recommended videos on youtube that's mm -hmm. what facebook was trying to do 
They want right. to keep you on the platform. So by doing yes. video ads, you are slightly favored in the Facebook algorithm. So that's why it works so well at the moment to use video ads. Um, right. for women's fashion, some of the, those people watching might know the brand Movement Watches, one of the biggest watch brands. Um, sort of like started with dropshipping and moved into, of course, now have their own products. But they do picture ads off their their, their um, watches and they're making millions. So picture ads works as well if you have some really high quality, clear photos that you can make a nice ad copy of. So right. I like to test. So for the women's fashion, it's great to use photos, but for more niche-wise where you have a product that has some specific features, video ads works wonders. Wonders, okay. Well, that's really, yeah, that's an awesome thing. I mean, yeah, Marcus, I mean, there's just, I mean, I could go deep into everything here, but there's so much. we have a limited time. And, uh, you know, and I do want to have you come back and, uh, you know, talk about things. But, I, you know, what I do want to know is, like, like for you, what are your top three tools of choice today that you use to help you, you know, expand your empire and go where you are, you know, in, in terms of uh, growth of your business? So in terms of growth? Yeah, or tools, tools that you use that are, you know, valuable assets to help you build your, you know, your online goldmine. Yes. So what I really like is using Clipman. That is a tool, uh, a video maker tool basically which can create um, slideshow videos which works super well from pictures and I use that all the time when I don't have a video ad and that has really been making some really great ads which has been making me hundreds of thousands of dollars from those only ads so basically draws in pictures that you can upload or you can put in an URL and then it will combine a video based on those specific pictures and that of course is then being from a picture ad into a video ad and in this way you can actually go ahead and use all of those different targeting options as we talked about you can make lookalike audiences based on the view time and you're being favored in the facebook algorithm so clipman is i started uh, i bought it just as, as it came out in the beta version i've been using it since and it's really really well um okay. it's works super well and in terms of that I really really like it. Um, mm -hmm. Another thing that is really really um, powerful is the back end of the email marketing. So that really is something to increase your growth and the profitability, uh, profitability of your ads is using a back end email marketing tool. I use Clavio because I just use it both for my clients for my own stores. It's really working well. Um, right. Because there's so great segmentations options, so you can go ahead and really choose the specific audiences that you want your emails to go out to. For uh, just right. to give a, a very very brief example, so let's say they buy an iPhone case, right? They jump, they have bought your iPhone case, awesome. Then the confirmation email or the email the day after, you can set up time delays. Comes and say, hey, thank you for buying our uh, our case, our case for your iPhone. Do you want a um, like a screen protector or a tempered glass mm -hmm. so your screen doesn't crack, right? And then they say something like, if you want a new screen for your iPhone X, it costs you maybe like a thousand bucks. This uh, tempered glass or a screen protector costs you um, costs you five bucks or ten bucks. You really want that, right? And then they're like, okay, 
I can get this with free shipping, or you're maybe going to give them a discount of 50% because they already bought something from your store. Right. And that, so then you go from like a $6 case to a $16 order with that tempered mm -hmm. glass, and then you increase right. average order value two and a half times. So right. the email backend is really where a lot of money is to be made because too many people are trying to make the profit on the front end. On the ad, if they don't, if they're not making over two, two like two in rowers, they're gonna kill the ad. But if you're able to upsell, make bundles and volume discount and email right. back, you can really increase the average order value and increase, of course, your profits. And that's really right. important to do. Same goes right. for abandoned cards emails. You can set those up in Clavio as well. If right. you don't have an abandoned card sequence, you're losing a ton of money. Because a lot of people mm -hmm. will just dump off for, from your store. There's a lot of reasons for it. Maybe you had some shipping costs or it was too expensive or they got uh, distracted or something like that. So hitting them with a discount in the abandoned card sequence works wonders. It's gonna recapture mm -hmm. a lot of orders. So that's really important. That's really something that is really expanding my stores. Um, also both for my clients and my own stores is really something where you can go ahead and make 20, 30, 40% extra revenue compared to how much you dig into it. So Claudio, mm -hmm. it's a bit expensive, but if it's set up correctly, it's going to make you a ton of money. Wow. Okay. Okay, cool. So those would be your choices. Do you use like Facebook Messenger for re for abandonment cart type of stuff? Or do you still think email is working best for that kind of stuff? Just, just the, yeah, using I use an app called Recard, and I, I would really recommend to go ahead and look at Jumbo as well because they have some really quite of different uh, ways you can go ahead and make ads for it. And that's the whole idea when you're doing ads on Facebook is differentiating yourself from your competitors. And you can do that with Jumbo because you can make some a bit different ads that where you're triggering the messenger buying options in a whole other way that people have experienced before. And that's going to really engage them and keep them longer in the buying sequence, even though it goes a lot faster than going onto the store. That's the great thing about Jumbo, right? That you can really easily and fast buy a specific product from an ad. And that's the whole idea of differentiating yourself. So using Jumbo in your ads and, and in your sort of like marketing strategy can really work wonders, especially for dropshipping stores because the ads are getting so saturated. So differentiating yourself in the way in the buying process can really work well. But yeah. for the abandoned cards, I use a message as well that has really a high ROAS because it has a lot of higher open rates on Messenger. Right, right. Okay, cool. So would you say email or Messenger gets you the better uh, return on your ad spend um, for your products today, would you say? So the abandoned cards, that is definitely messenger because it has a lot higher open rates compared to emails. But for the email backend, of course, that is where you can upsell stuff. But yeah. messenger is just getting so powerful. I think they just said that there is over 1.2 billion people or something like that on messenger at the moment. So the audience size on messenger is so huge. So by collecting those subscribers for your messenger list, can really, really help in the long end. That's the same as having an email opt-in. You should definitely set up a messenger activation so you get those subscribers into your messenger list because that can really spike the revenue because um, messenger is such a great platform 
and it's really where a lot of the money is to be made now compared to emails. A lot of people right. moving into really focusing a lot on Messenger in general because um, right. it has such a huge audience, high open rates. It's like a modern way of connecting with your customers. Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's that's where we see with Jumper, you know, it's kind of that, that Messenger is just the next wave of what we call social commerce, right? That's kind of like the... The next thing people want to connect on the platforms that they're on, and that's kind of where we're seeing that type of stuff. E-commerce 2.0, right? Right, right, exactly, exactly. Um, so let me ask you, where? so if people want to get in touch with you, find out a little bit more, what's the best channel to uh, connect with you and if they want some of your services and things like that? So the fastest way is probably DMing me on Instagram or sending me a message on Facebook because I'm on both of the platform each and every day live. So that's definitely the fastest way to get in touch with me. I get my social to be below or something like that. But yes, so on Instagram or Facebook or something like that, that is definitely, it's just Marcos Evis on both platforms. Uh, that's definitely where you could go ahead and get in touch with me. Both the Facebook group, that is a great place to go ahead and engage with the other dropshippers and other business entrepreneurs. But if you have any questions, you can always just reach out to me on you know, any of my socials, right? So uh, definitely. Right. Yeah, and Marcus is really uh, very active in that group. I'm, I'm on there, and he's always, you know, he's always dropping knowledge, giving things, he's got videos, you know, like unselfish, really, uh, stuff that like a lot of people would pay a lot of money for. He's just free willing giving on that and his channels and everything, which is really nice, you know, because a lot of times it's just like, I don't know, <laughs> you get these guys and they're just like, I'm going to charge for this or just, you yeah. know, and he's just sharing. So it's really awesome. But, you know, he definitely can help you, uh, you know, if you need that stuff, or you just can't do it. I, you know, he's the guy you want to go to, <laughs> the go-to guy on that kind of stuff. So awesome. So this has been a, a fantastic uh, time. I, I hope you'll come back. And uh, yes, share I think it was great to have this chat about targeting and personas. And yeah, everything. yeah. I want to keep it kind of focused on the thing. It's really important because people need to know that, and we can go all these other different things. But uh, I do want to appreciate you for your time today. I know you're busy, so I, I want you to get back to uh, thank you for having <laughs> making, making making money. So that's it. Yes, dropping knowledge in the okay. group. And everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thanks for having all, right, me. all right, I'll talk to you. Thanks so much for your time. Have a good one, Andrew.